Hey there, everyone. I'm Ashley Bullington, and this is The Fifth Quarter. It's our Friday night wrap-up show. We bring you everything that happened around the greater Houston area. With football winding down, the greater Houston area sports scene looks a little bit different. Uh, so tonight we have a very special episode uh, where we bring in uh, Glenn Smith, the founder of the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest, as he will talk some Texas high school basketball with us. And then we'll also have Robert Sheik uh, on with us to talk about the new time slot for Chevrolet's Inside High School Sports as well as tomorrow's games. Here with the founder of the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest, Glenn Smith. Glenn, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, doing well yourself. I'm good, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the fifth quarter. We are so excited that basketball season is tipping off. Uh, you kind of have a different perspective as you get to see teams not only from DFW, but all over the country. Um, but talk about talking about Texas high school, high school basketball, who are some of the teams that you have seen so far this season or that you're really looking forward to watching this season? Oh, well, you have to start off with the reigning state champion, Duckerville High School. Uh, a lot of people thought they may have been a one-hit wonder, but they've definitely reloaded. They're really, really playing well. They bought into what David Peavy is uh, teaching, and they're probably one of the most solid teams, not only in the state, but in the country. Uh, you also have uh, to look at as well. They're playing really good basketball. I mean, these, we, we got to go to some games in the past couple of weeks, and seeing some of these teams, they're just – Phenomenal! These boys, these high school, what you would think of high school boys, they look like grown men playing. Are there any players around the DFW area that you've seen that you're just that you're really that you're really excited to watch them grow over the next year, or that you think they're going to have a breakout year? Um, I would have to say that there is a kid over at Kimball High School who's a sophomore. Uh, his name is uh, Ontario. I can't recall his last name right now, but he really had a really good showing at the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest this year, and he really hasn't let up. Uh, he has a chance to be really, really special uh, as long as he just kind of stays straight, uh, stays humble, and just continues to get better. He could be the next out of BMW. So one of the things that we've kind of noticed is that um, the it's hard, it, the talent around DFW and in Houston uh, is so good. Uh, you know, you thought it dropped off after the players like Jaden Smith, RJ Hampton, and, and all of those guys went on to the next level. Um, but you're, you're starting to see some players really start making them names, their names for themselves. Who are some of those players in your book since you get to see players, since you get to see some of the top, the top talent that there is? Uh, Harrison Ingram over at St. Mark's is really, really blossom. Uh, he had a really good showing against uh, Jalen Green at the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest, uh, where he uh, got an offer from Penny Hardaway at the University of Memphis. Uh, and he's really skyrocketed. Um, I would also say um, Mike Miles over at Lancaster. He's really starting to come into his own. Um, he'll sign late, uh, which is really going which is really going to make him really, really uh, a priority for a lot of people because it's not. A, there's always a market for a big point guard real late in the uh, recruiting season. Are there any Houston area teams that you've seen that you're kind of impressed with so far? I know we've talked a lot about DFW, but are there any there are there any Houston area teams that you've just been really impressed with so far? Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, Morton Ranch uh, with LJ Cryer. He's really been scoring the ball really well. He's committed to Baylor. Um, he's probably one of the most exciting guards uh, in the state right now, as well as Dickinson. They have Trayvon Mark. Uh, once they get everyone eligible, uh, Houston Yates is probably one of the most exciting teams in the state as well. 
Um, you know, it, it's been interesting to watch how sports have developed from when I was in high school 10 years ago to now. How have you seen the high school basketball uh, just kind of field change over the years? Uh, it's become, well, in Texas in general, it's become more of a hotbed for all college recruiters. Like, normally on each staff in the country, they have at least one guy that they have to have Texas ties to because one, Texas is so big, and then there's so many guys that go under the radar that have been able to not only go to mid-major schools throughout the country, but also to make an impact. I think one that kind of jumps off at the page is C.J. Massenburg. Nobody in the state recruiting him, but he goes to Buffalo and two-time player of the year uh, at the University of Buffalo, and they made a really good run in the NCAA tournament last year. Uh, so it's it's cool. We were before we had started the camera. We we were kind of talking about the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest. Um, that's become a very big event. Talk about some of these tournaments and not only the chance for these players to get the reps playing before district starts and before season starts, but getting in front of these college coaches that they might not normally be able to get in front of. I think high school teams playing in high 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 level high exposure events are almost a must these days. Uh, because once they get into their district, a lot of the better teams, uh, they're, they're the big fish in their district, and then they'll just run through district. So playing in, in events such as the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest or the Whataburger uh, term, uh, Tournament, it gives them the opportunity to play against top-tier uh, quality competition to prepare them for a deep run in the playoffs as well as making it to state. Uh, a couple more questions and then I'll let you go. I know you've got a busy day ahead of you, but are there any dark horse teams in the DFW area and in the Houston area that you think people should look out for? Uh, Richardson High School in, um, in Dallas. Uh, they, they jump off at the page automatically. They probably have the most exciting young backcourt in the country uh, with Riley Griffin and Cason Wallace. Uh, both of those guys are sophomores. Um, they remind me of the old Horton days. Uh, I'm sorry, the old uh, Horton brothers uh, at Cedar Hill. Uh, out of Houston, I would have to say Seven Lakes. Uh, they have a really Seven good Lakes. team. They, uh, they've been playing pretty well here lately. Uh, they normally sneak up on a couple people, and I think they're 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 primed to make a really good run in the playoffs. Awesome. Is there anything else that you would like to add or want people to know about the uh, Texas high school basketball scene that's coming up on us for Inside High School Sports very, very soon? Uh, the Texas basketball is up there with any other state. You know, uh, we're, we are known to uh, be a football state, but we really produce some, some really good players. If you look in the past 10 years, the state of Texas has had at least uh, two McDonough All-Americans uh, come out of the state, if not just DFW in particular, uh, as well as, you know, we've had three guys in Dallas alone that skipped college and went straight pro with R.J. Hampton, Terrence Ferguson, and Emmanuel Moutier. I think that now people are really starting to take Texas as a state serious in basketball because of the talent that we produce and the consistency of the talent that um, we have produced. Awesome. Glenn, well, thank you so much for joining us on the fifth quarter when we We'll be right back after these messages. Don't forget to catch our extended coverage of the high school football season each week on The Warm-Up, presented by your local Houston area GEICO agents. We will get you ready for all the action this Thursday on all our social media outlets. Watch Inside High School Sports to catch this week's Chevy Spotlight, brought to you by your Houston area Chevy dealers. 
Visit your nearest Chevy dealer to test drive their award-winning products. Hey there everyone, Ashley Bullington and producer of Chevrolet's Inside High School Sports, Robert Sheik, on set today to talk to you about all the action we have tomorrow. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, big, big Saturday afternoon of, of high school football coming up in the greater Houston area. Can't wait. I mean, we've got some huge games. We're one step away from state after tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So let's kind of go into some of these games that we have. Um, first off, I want to talk about Katie Taylor. What a I story. Mean, I, what a great story. story. Not, not who you'd expect to say, oh, they're in the semifinals. They're the last four teams in 6A Division II. Yeah, the Mustangs lost their last three regular season games. Now, granted, those were to Katie, Katie Tompkins, and Maid Creek, three really good teams. But it's not very often that you see a team, you talk about peaking at the right time. Well, losing your last three regular season games is not really peaking at the right time. But the Taylor Mustangs have absolutely peaked at the right time when it mattered most starting week one of the playoffs. This team has been on fire. And um, what a great story. And the Mustangs get Austin Westlake today um, up at um, Baylor's McLean Stadium. And... Yeah, it, it'd be sure would be fun to see Katie Taylor keep this run going and make it all the way to state. So if you had to pick something or say that Katie Taylor, oh, this is why they're winning, what would you say that this epic run all of a sudden has come to? Uh, I think it's just, you know, it's it's kind of cliche, but it's just everything has clicked. It's, it's been a total team effort, offense, defense, special teams. In the win last week against Cy Creek, we saw in that big, um, you know, first half, that Katie Taylor rushed out to, I want to say it was a 37-7 halftime lead. And in that half, we saw a pick six, you know, an interception return for a touchdown, a fumble forced by the special teams that was recovered in the end zone for another touchdown. And the offense, every time it got the ball, it seemed like moved down, at least got a field goal. You know, a strong kicking game, too. They, I think they made three or four field goals in the first half last week. Everything. It was all three phases. Um, you know, I can use all the coach speak in the world, but – uh, that, that's really what it has been the key for Katie Taylor. It's been a total team effort. Everything has clicked. And, and you know, again, you talk about just f hitting your stride, finding that peak right as the playoffs are starting. And that's exactly what has happened with Katie Taylor. And the Mustangs have ridden that wave of momentum all the way through the playoffs. And here we are in the state semifinals. And Katie Taylor has, has a very legitimate chance to play for a state championship, something that I don't know that even any of their players or coaches might have given them a great chance at doing, you know, five, six weeks ago. So unbelievable run, and, and uh, that community has a lot to be proud of right now. Uh, the other 6A Division II team that is currently in the state championship run that could play Katie Taylor mm -hmm. if they were yeah. to win, that would be a very How interesting. How awesome would that be? Yeah, for that'd sure. That would be a very interesting one, but it's Spring Westfield. Yeah. And that's a team that you all season have said, yeah. y'all need to watch out for Spring yeah. Westfield. Yeah, I've, 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 not to toot my own horn, but I've been, <laughs> I've been high, you, you know, high on that team all season long if you've been watching the fifth quarter. Um, it, it, going back to the defense that Westfield brings to the table, Westfield's defense has always been really good, you know, going back decades, it seems like. But this team, that defense has turned it up just a notch. You know, it's just a little bit better. We've seen some really good defensive outputs against some of the best offensive teams in the state, like North Shore. Um, this team really shut them down. Tombaugh Memorial was racking up 40, 50, 60 points against everybody, and Westfield really shut that offense down in the second round. And 
it's it's just kind of continued from there for Westfield. But the difference this year between some of those great defensive teams in years past and this one is that the offense is just a tick better too. And, you know, Kendall Taylor, senior transfer at running back, lit it up for 200 yards last week. And that whole offense is just – it, it – it, finds ways to score every week and you know it doesn't have to score 50 60 points like we've seen teams like North Shore and Itascacita do you don't have to score that many when you have Westfield's defense just getting to just getting to 28 30 35 every week is more than enough and it has been this year for Westfield most definitely and they have a tough task as they play Denton Geyer who mm -hmm. has a very good offense their defense is pretty good because they beat team, they beat teams that were fantastic all throughout mm -hmm. the season, like Cedar Hill and Alito and those schemes. Um, but it's going to be a tough task when it comes up to a team like playing Denton Geyer. So, what is Westfield going to have to do to beat a really good Denton Geyer? Well, team? and and yeah, like 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 kind of like I just inferred um, that defense. We know Westfield's defense is going to be there if the offense can put some points on the board. And and I'll be honest, you you spend a lot more time. Um, covering teams in the Dallas-Fort Worth area than I do. Um, so I don't know a whole lot about Denton Geyer, other than I know it's a great tradition-rich program that always seems like it's in the state semifinals, state quarterfinals, a lot like Westfield. Um, but if Westfield's defense, we know Westfield's defense, I, let, me, let me backtrack. We know Westfield's defense is gonna play great. If the offense can put up you know, 30 or so points, it's gonna be really tough to beat that team because because that defense is not that that defense is not going to give up a lot of points. I don't care who you're playing, yeah. you know. And I'm I know Denton Geyer Denton Geyer is a great team, but Westfield's defense just does not give up points. It, I you know I don't know how to, I don't know how else to say that. You know it's it's so tough to score on that defense. So yeah, if, if Westfield can move the ball um, and. and you know, find some ways to score. Uh, it, it could be a long day for Denton Geyer. And for me, as someone who covers a lot of DFW, it's shutting down KJ Cosmore than anything. I mean, mm -hmm. he scores four, five, six touchdowns every single game. So if you can stop, if you can stop Denton Geyer's run game, you're going to have a big chance of taking the next step to the state championship. And, and Westfield's defense is obviously capable of doing that. So, yeah, Westfield has a great shot. Most definitely. Um, the next game that we'll talk about is uh, the North Shore game as they play yeah. tradition-rich Lake Travis, um, but North Shore is one of those teams that every time we thought a team might be a little bit yeah. better than North Shore, North Shore said, nope, we're the best in the yeah. state. No, it's, it's um, you know, the Mustangs got off to a little bit of a slow start this season, and, but again, we talked about Katie Taylor, the other Mustangs, um, you know, and Westfield. What, what is it about Mustangs <laughs> Mustangs all year? of a sudden. It's Mustang season. Um, no, but we, as we talked about with Katie Taylor, North Shore has hit its stride just at the right time of, of, of season, and here we are in December, and this team is, is you know, lighting up the school board. 76 points last week against Atascacita. Which you would not expect no, against Atascacita. No, not at all. Atascacita was giving up like 7, 14 points max, you know, to most of the opponents all season long. Um, so, now what North Shore will need to do on Saturday is find a way to, to keep Lake Travis out of the end zone because that has been a problem for North Shore. North Shore has been giving up points um, throughout this playoff run. North, North Shore's been outscoring teams. I think it was 56-35 against Katy, 76-49 um, against Atascacita. At some point, you're not going to be able to, to continue to put up 40, 50, 60, 70 points. 
And, you know, we know Lake Travis, again, one of those great tradition-rich programs. Every single year, it seems like Lake Travis um, represents Region 4 in the 6A Division One bracket, at least, you know, the last few years. So um, the 2016 was, was the last state championship for Lake Travis. Lake Travis beat the Woodlands that year. Um, yeah, uh, five state championships for Lake Travis, three or four, <clears throat> three or four, excuse me, <clears throat> For North Shore, so uh, yeah, and there's not you couldn't ask for a much better uh, a much better state semifinal matchup. This one's going to be a lot of fun for sure. So I want to put a hypothetical out there and look a little bit ahead. Mm -hmm. So say North Shore beats Lake Travis, and say Duncanville beats Rockwall. How big of a confidence booster do you think North Shore gets knowing that last year they already beat Duncanville to take a state championship? Yeah, no, for sure. There's there, that's definitely one way to look at it, and. Um, you know, North Shore will definitely walk in with a little swagger into that game. Um, you know, hypothetically speaking, if it is North Shore Duncanville, Duncanville's going to come into that game with a huge chip on its shoulder. So, and, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, all that stuff will be fun to talk about before the game, and we will absolutely do that. We most <laughs> definitely will around here. And, and, some of that stuff probably will will affect um, you know some some teams focus during the all week during practice and stuff like that you know just ever so slightly um, being that much more focused probably both teams um, but once the game kicks off it's it's eleven on each side and they're they're going to go play and it'll be exciting um, but yeah but both sides uh, both Duncanville and North Shore have their hands full this week so um, you know. We'll, 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 see. well, it'll be a lot of fun if it happens. It's, it's the game everybody's been waiting all season for in 6A Division I. Um, but both teams have big tasks ahead uh, this weekend. So, And you do not want to get caught looking ahead, um, get caught looking past your state semifinal opponents. So, um, and, and I'm sure both coaching staffs are doing a great job of reminding their kids of that all week long. So. Most definitely. I mean, uh, Duncanville has a huge task with Rockwall, Jackson Smith, mm -hmm. and then Jigbutt just kind of being balling out all, all yeah. just all, all week or uh, all playoffs. Goodness gracious, it's been a very long season. <laughs> it's, it's been a, it's it's been a, a very, very long, long season. season. Um, but definitely a game that we are going to look forward to next week after tomorrow's games, which we're still super excited for. But another game that we've got tomorrow uh, at Cly Kyle Field in College Station yeah. is Fort Bend Marshall versus versus. Boren champion? Bernie. Bernie champion. Thank you. I've got, I've got my, my best <laughs> producer over here telling me how to pronounce these names. Um, that's going to be an interesting game. I mean, Marshall. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, and I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about Bernie champion um, out of the San Antonio area. Um, we don't do a ton uh, typically um, with teams from that area right now. Um, but Fort Bend Marshall this team, you know, last last season, this team overcame some unbelievable adversity that kids should never have to deal with in the state semifinal round. Um, and those kids did it. Unbelievable effort to get past Corpus Christi, Cal Allen, and into the state championship game. Um, you know, that, you know, looking back on my career, that might be one of the most memorable things I've seen um, and covered from a high school football perspective or just in a sports perspective in general. Like that. That that was a that was a story that um, was really touching last year, and a lot of those kids are back. Um, you know, obviously some kids have graduated, but there are a lot of key members from that team um, that you know 
probably still hold some of that in their memory. And, you know, you can tell this team really wants to, to get the state championship that it lost last year, lost in the state championship game to Alito. And, you know, this team has kind of been, um, you know, just on a, um, on a mission all season long to get back to AT&T Stadium. The only hiccup came um, against Manville in district play, and that was a revenge game for Manville, and a game Manville really wanted to, to you know, get some, get some revenge against Marshall. But we saw Marshall come back last week and really just absolutely take it to Manville. 40-10 to 10 was the final. Devon A-Chain, every week that guy, it seems like he scores four to five it's touchdowns. It's a human highlight reel. That's exactly absolutely. what he is. So much fun to watch. Um, and if you haven't voted in our Plays of the Week poll, it might be too late, but JV on Matthews on our Plays of the Week poll, if you'll scroll down our Twitter page and look for it, unbelievable juke move highlight. Just watch one of, it. One of my Don't need to vote, just need to year. watch it. Yep, yep, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, this Marshall team, so many weapons on offense, so much talent all over the field. Avery Helm at defensive back um, with an interception last week. It seems like he makes plays all the time in the defensive backfield. Malik Hornsby, a quarterback, you know, a Division One quarterback. Track meet when he's back there. Yeah, absolutely. And and these these kids, and, and as you mentioned, track. A lot of these kids are the same guys that won back-to-back state cha- state championships in track and field. These guys know how to win. They know what it what they know what it takes to win at a very high level at an, at an elite level. And um, yeah, I I I would not be surprised at all to see Fort Bend Marshall not only take care of business this. Um, Saturday against Bernie Champion, but um, and then the following week and win a state championship. I remember when I went down there and got to go meet those guys for the recruiting mm-hmm. trail. Every single one of them, the only goal that they had, win a state championship. Yeah. That's all we're thinking of, winning a state championship. And they could get to go play Alito to do it. But how big was that momentum of you know losing to losing to Manville in the season and then coming back and not only winning against Manville yeah. but handling? Oh Manville. yeah, absolutely. No, and that has to be a huge confidence boost. Um, you know. Fort Bend Marshall has had a really tough bracket to go through to get here. And the Buffs, you know, have kind of shrugged it off and just disposed of every opponent along the way. A&M consolidated in the second round. I think, you know, if you follow the state rankings, I think A&M consolidated was ranked third or fourth at the time. And, um, or it was somewhere in the top ten. Huntsville, you know, another good program the following round. And then Manville last week. Like, that's... That's a really tough. I guarantee you, nobody in Class Five A Division Two. I'll just say that nobody remaining in Class Five A Division Two has had to go through three teams the caliber um, that Fort Bend Marshall has the last three weeks. Most so, definitely. So to be here um, is already quite an achievement, and I would be shocked if um, the Buffs don't move on against Bernie Champion. Uh, I've always said I'd really like to see division. So each team wins the state championship mm-hmm. no matter what, and then Division One and Division Two have to play against each other for the for the winner take all <laughs> all out fight. I think that would be amazing. That would be and fun it could for be sure. it could be a Shadow Creek versus Fort Ben Marshall. Maybe we'll yeah, see. That would be, that fun. Would be kind be of fun. fun to watch. Um, there's one more game tomorrow. I can't exactly remember who what team's playing. Or is there another I team? I think that's, that's it. That's it? Oh, okay, we cool. All four, we touched yeah. all of them. Yes. Um, <laughs> we can talk some more, though. <laughs> I mean, we can always talk a little bit more. We're pretty good at that. Um, you know, it's been a, it's been a long season. Uh, 
we're, it's almost down to an end. Mm -hmm. What have been some of the highlights of this season for you as you've got to produce the show week in, week yeah, out? Yeah, um, I, I think just some of the fun stories to watch. Some of these um, programs reaching new heights, and it doesn't necessarily have to be reaching the state semifinals. Obviously, the Katie, the Katie Taylor story right now is a ton of fun to, to follow and cover. Um, you know, very happy for that community. But, you know, that's not the only, you know, Katie Tompkins two years ago, and it's, it's really been kind of a two-year story for Katie Tompkins, but going in the last season, this team went 0-9 the year before, had never even been to the playoffs, much less won a playoff game, and now back-to-back -back years of going to the third round. That's really, really impressive, um, you know, and especially doing it this year in 6A Division One. Last year, Tompkins did it 6A Division Two, and that's quite a, quite a step up in competition when you start looking at the brackets and who you have to, to face. Um, and speaking of who they had to face in the first round this year, Tompkins had to face Fort Ben Travis. It was a fun story following Fort Ben Travis this year, to capturing the district championship that Rich Point had won the last five or so seasons. Um, so, you know, just seeing, seeing some of these breakout programs um, and even on a smaller scale, you know, a program like Clear Falls getting to the playoffs for the first time in a long time, um, Lamar Consolidated, uh, getting back to the playoffs for the second year in a row after a long drought. Um, I'm forgetting one that was just on my just on the tip of my brain. Uh, Tomball Memorial got the first uh, first win in, in school history this this year. Um, stories like that are just a ton of fun to 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 get to watch them play out and and see new communities kind of get this opportunity to play with the big boys and you know in a few years they might be the new big boys so. It's definitely so, guys. We have we we discussed last week mm -hmm. that uh, Inside High School Sports was moving to eleven o'clock. Yes, eleven p.m. Awesome new time slot. Yes, and so um, kind of can you tell them what's going on in the mornings as well, and then what they'll be seeing tomorrow night on uh, Chevrolet's Inside High School. Yeah, Sports? so you will still find us in the mornings, um, very ever so slightly, um, a little tease of the big show. Um, we'll have some highlights from our. Um, the biggest game from Friday night, so um, we'll have some highlights of the Shadow Creek game for you. And then um, our Chevy Spotlight will run in the morning as well um, during KHOU 11's news. And then at 11 p.m., it's the full, the full show that you're used to seeing, um, you know, every Saturday. So it's just going to be, um, you know, for, instead of being at 8.30 a.m., it'll be at 11 p.m., so... You know, moving forward, that'll help us get a lot more of these Saturday playoff games um, for you. So that that's certainly um, going to be fun. And yeah, it's uh, it's a great new time slot. We're excited about it. And um, our Chevy Spotlight this week is on the Pearland Band. And what's so interesting about that, you ask? The band is going to be marching in the Rose Bowl Parade, Ooh. and that's such a cool honor to yeah. me. You know, like that is. A staple of New Year's morning you wake up um, you know after staying up late uh, for you know to ring in the new year and then you wake up and flip on the TV and the it seems like the Rose Bowl parades on every channel so um, hopefully you're watching it on KHOU 11 I, I, you should be watching it yeah, on KHOU 11 <laughs> um, but yeah so a very cool honor for for um, the the pride of Pearland marching band and we'll uh, have a fun little Chevy spotlight with with that group uh, this week so just so you all know, now we have the warm-up on Thursdays, Robert and I on Fridays, mm -hmm. and then Friday night, 24 hours later, you've got 
the great Chevrolets Inside High School Sports. Yep. You got Inside High School Sports every single day of the week. Yep, pretty much. No yeah. overlap. <laughs> Um, is there anything else you'd like to add before we close out? We'll have, well, we'll have some basketball highlights, too, um, as we start to kind of make our way into that. Um, some really good teams in the Houston area this season. Um, we'll have highlights from Dickinson. Um, Katie Morton Ranch with a big win on Tuesday night. We'll have highlights of that. So, um, yeah, we're just uh, excited, uh, you know, excited about this big Saturday of high school football in front of us. And... You know, tune in for all the highlights. Yeah, and it's time to mix things up because basketball season's yeah. starting. We yeah, like absolutely. it. We give you both worlds, football and basketball. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for watching the fifth quarter. I'm Ash Bullington. He's Robert Sheik, and we will see you next time.